Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Van Maren Show on LifeSiteNews.com. My name is Jonathan Van Maren, and today we're going to be talking to somebody I've interviewed several times. I've interviewed her for First Things magazine and for the European Conservative. But I've wanted to have her on this show for quite a while because she's one of my heroes, and after you hear her story, I suspect she'll be one of yours as well. Her name is Pavi Rosanen, and she is a parliamentarian for fin- in Finland who has been over the past several years persecuted for merely stating the Christian view and defending the Christian view on sexuality in public. Now, she's actually going to be speaking at the 2023 Canadian Religious Freedom Summit. You can go to freedomsummit.ca. That's freedomsummit.ca if you want to hear her and a lineup of other speakers um, tell their stories and offer both uh, warnings and encouragement. But just let me give you a little bit of a a background. She was interviewed by the police back in 2020 for five and a half hours over a booklet she'd written in 2004 called Male and Female Created He Them, which was a defense of uh, the Christian position of sexuality. It's important to recognize that she is a physician and has had a very successful political career. She's not just some nobody who's being targeted here. She served as the chair of the Christian Democrats from 2004 to 2015. And from June 11, uh, June 2011 to May 2015, she was the Minister of the Interior of Finland, responsible for both migration and internal security, as well as church affairs at the Ministry of Education and Culture. In 2011, Section 10 of Finland's Criminal Code, which prohibits, quote, an expression of opinion or another message where a certain group is threatened, defamed, or insulted, was amended to include sexual orientation, and if convicted, offenders could be subject to a fine or imprisonment for almost two years. Now, as a result of that, LGBT activists have have accused Rosanen over her book and over tweets that she has made. And in 2019, she was subject to four separate criminal hate speech interrogations. Uh, it began just by her tweeting out the position uh, put forward in Scripture on sexuality, and she was objecting to the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Finland's sponsorship of the 2019 Helsinki LGBT Pride event. She is a member of that church, and she objected, of course, to that support. She told me in an interview at the time that I, quote, posted my tweet alongside a picture of a Bible passage, Romans 1, verse 14 to 27, which describes same-sex relationships as shameful and sinful, and asked how the church's doctrinal foundation, the Bible, could be compatible. She was actually critiquing the church not the LGBT movement, but a Finnish citizen lodged a complaint against her. Now, since then, uh, her case has become a canary in the coal mine case, but she's been persecuted pretty relentlessly. And in fact, despite the fact that she was recently cleared again by the courts of any wrongdoing, now she's had tweets, she's had interviews on TV, she's had her booklet investigated over and over again. Despite that, the prosecutor seems determined to essentially ensure that she faces some sort of consequence beyond this ongoing debacle um, for holding the Christian position and expressing it publicly. Because again, just in March of 2022, she was acquitted of all of her charges. Uh, The Helsinki District Court acquitted her of the three charges that were put forward. She told me at the time, I'm relieved and happy. She had said she's grateful. 
uh, for the opportunity to defend freedom of religion. But, of course, the prosecutors are now going to the Court of Appeal, despite the fact that she has been cleared. Again, as I mentioned, every step of the way, she has said she's ready to defend freedom of speech and religion in all necessary courts, including the European Court of Human Rights. Now, with that introduction, I would like to present the conversation I had with Finnish parliamentarian Pavi Rasanen. I guess the first question uh, we'd like to ask is, how did this ordeal begin for you? Yes, the starting point of all this process was uh, a tweet that I published in June 2019. And in that tweet, I questioned uh, the Evangelical Lutheran Church's support to the Helsinki LGBT Pride event. And I accompanied my post with the photo of a Bible passage where Apostle Paul teaches about the same-sex relationships. The aim of my criticism was the leadership of my own church, the Evangelical Lutheran Church, not any minority. I had a deep concern about the church teaching against its own confession against uh, what Bible teaches about these issues. And then when this investigation, when police started to investigate this, when it came into public, there became more criminal complaints. The second charge was about an old pamphlet that I had written already 2004, male and female, he created them. It was also about uh, homosexual relationships, how they challenged the Christian concept of humanity. And then there came also a third charge, with, with, which was about my views presented in one radio program, radio interviewed, and its title was What Would Jesus Think About Homosexuality? So this was uh, the start of the process. And so when you found out that they were actually planning to prosecute you for speaking these views, you know, defending the position of your church and scripture in public, what was your reaction? Were you shocked? It was shocking that in Finland, which has long roots in uh, freedom of speech and freedom of religion, which is very good in uh, rule of law among the best in 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 the world that this ca- can happen it was like it had happened in uh, former soviet union or or in in uh, north korea or <laughs> in another that kind of country because uh, i found uh, myself quite soon uh, from police station i was interrogated by police about these issues we had the Bible on the table and police asked me such questions as what do you mean by the word sin and what is the message of uh, the letter to Romans and what is the message of its first chapter. Uh, such theolo- theological issues and theological questions in Finland. So it, it, it was shocking. And by the way, uh, just uh, a couple of years ago, I had been the Minister of Interior in Finland. I, I had been in charge of police office and I could never imagine that my uh, conviction and, and my views about Christianity and the Bible would, uh, would lead to this kind of process. So where is this case now? 
you described how this ordeal began, but the prosecutors seem to continue to pursue this case against you despite all advice and all setbacks. So how has the case proceeded and where is the case right now? After the beginning, I have been at police station, interrogated altogether three times, about 13 hours, and, and then uh, the prosecutor general decided to take it to the court. And last year, the Helsinki District Court had uh, the hearings, and, and it acquitted me of all these three charges. And the ruling uh, was unanimous. Uh, it was ruling of three judges. But then the prosecutor general uh, decided to continue the process and she appealed to the appellate court of Finland. And so I am now waiting the hearings in August in this year in appellate court. So the process continues. So why have the prosecutors continued to pursue this case, even though that so far, despite the persecution, you have succeeded at every level? Also, in the beginning, for example, about my pamphlet, the police said that there is no reason to examine this. But the prosecutor general has been very eager to take this forward. And when the prosecutor general was nominated some years ago to her office. She stated that her main goal will be targeting and fighting against the hate speech. And she has also been very active in LGBT issues. As I was uh, interrogated by the police after the questioning, the policeman himself told me that he believes that the prosecutor will take this case as far as possible, even to the Supreme Court. But of course, it is not only that one person. I know that there is network <laughs> behind her and also uh, among uh, the prosecutors in, in, in this institution. What sort of, of network, because your case has received a lot of concern from people around the world, and yet, despite the fact that, that, the, that consistently you've received rulings in your favor, and in previous interviews with myself and others, you have indicated your optimism, um, they seem to be listening to somebody other than the public. So who is this network behind the case? In Finland, we have had uh, in past years a lot of discussion in, in our society and also in, in our uh, majority church about uh, uh, marriage and about these LGBT issues. And it is not secret that in Finland we have a strong network of these LGBT advocates who are trying to change laws and and who I, I think that because I have been during years and during decades, uh, decades I, I have been quite a um, prominent uh, influencer in, in uh, these issues. And, and uh, I have been openly Christian and op open about my faith and, and my convictions. I have been in many debates dealing about uh, marriage 
So perhaps they have, uh, they, they want to take me as an example, uh, warning example to other people. Uh, and, and that's why, that's why th this is going on. I feel it's sad that in, in Finland, uh, there has happened um, a change among uh, the views and opinions, uh, even, even among Christians about these, these issues. So the society is quite divided and there is also a lot of uh, talk about uh, what is hate speech. And in Finland, we, we do not, in fact, we do not have an exact law about hate speech. Uh, but we have a law about agitation against uh, minorities, and now I'm accused about uh, making crime against this law. Of course, I, I, I think that I have never uh, defamed or, or insulted any, any minority. I have only uh, spoken about what Bible teaches and what God teaches about, uh, about uh, marriage that is between one man and one woman, and also what it teaches about, uh, about uh, uh, our sexuality. What support have you received from the Christian community in Finland? I'm very grateful that uh, many churches, I would say minority churches, and also many leading figures from different Christian organizations from Finland, and also abroad, have shown their strong support for my case. I have received thousands and thousands of messages in which people have told uh, that they are praying for me. <laughs> and they have also told how God has, through my case, encouraged them to pray and trust God's word. And also many Christians in Finland have wakened up to defend faith and religious freedom and freedom of speech, freedom of conviction. The Finnish Association for Freedom of Speech and Religion has been founded uh, after the beginning of this case to support this case and possibly similar cases in the future. I have to say that I'm especially happy for those also gay people who have told me that they have found Jesus in their life through this case. Of what significance is your case to Christians in the West? Your case is being watched very closely by people across Europe and in North America. What significance do you think your case has as a precedent? This case is extremely important. Uh, both in Finland and in Western countries for freedom of speech and religion. Uh, the decision of the court has consequences, not only to Christians' freedom to express their conviction, but uh, to everyone else's also. And I would say that if my writings, if, if my booklets and, and my Twitter postings are... Uh, uh, condemned in in uh, in higher courts, it would mean that thousands of similar uh, writings and sermons and speeches and interviews would be banned, and that's why it is it is so crucial that I I could win 
the case. And according to my knowledge, the court has to, for the first time, uh, take a stand on whether it is legal or not to cite the Bible and agree with it. I want to ten, tell that in public, the prosecutor general has stated in, in our, our main newspaper that although Razanen was convicted, it doesn't mean that the Bible should be removed from the libraries. You can still refer to the Bible, Koran, or Mein Kampf, because it is not forbidden to discuss about historical texts. But what is essential is that do you agree with it? And I, I think that this is a very, very, very dangerous statement because it is clear that uh, the Christians have to have the right to agree with the Bible, which is the basis of Christianity. If, if, if it is denied, then, then we do not have any, any Christianity. How has this case impacted you personally? And how have you coped? Because this has been going on for a long time now. Yes, this process has now uh, continued over three years. And of course, it has been much longer than I thought. It has taken a lot of my time. I'm still a, a member of parliament. I, I have been 28 years as a member of parliament. And and uh, I, I have not had such a possibility to concentrate in in my uh, work as a parliamentarian during this process. But um, throughout this whole process, what has been most distressing uh, is the prosecution's false testimony about my statements, because the prosecutor has uh, claimed that I had said that homosexual people are inferior compared with other people, or that they are not even created by God. I have never said anything like that. I have all the time said that we all are equal uh, in front of God, and every human being is created um, as, as the image of God. So they are false statements. And I'm so happy that in court, in the decision of the court, it was uh, clearly said that uh, they didn't find these statements in in my writings so that they are false statements but i trust that the entire process is in god's hands that this all has a purpose for all my long career as an mp i have been open about my christian faith uh, and this case has uh, even more strengthened my trust on God's guidance. I feel, in, I, I feel privileged to have this task, <laughs> to have the honor to defend the foundational rights and, and also biblical values. And it has been amazing to be able to tell the gospel and about our Lord Jesus in the public over and over again through these cases case in, in Finland. Uh, there have been several live broadcasts from the courthouse, uh, courthouse and, and press conferences to, to Finnish homes. So I, I believe that God has 
also opened uh, that kind of doors that would not have been opened with, without this process. And I have to say also that I'm extremely grateful for all prayers and, and support of people and also for the steadfast support of my, my husband and my family. I have five grown-up children and ten grandchildren and and they are all all these families are, are supporting me. So it is it is a great blessing. How do you think this case will turn out in the end? I'm still confident that I win. But whatever happens in in the next steps, I I will not give up. I believe also that the international conventions and the constitution of Finland, that they guarantee these fundamental rights, such as freedom of religion and free speech, and they are on my side. And I'm prepared to defend freedom of expression and religion at all necessary levels of justice, even if needed before the European Court of Human Rights which is the final step in this, could be final step in, in this process. Um, but of course, I find it unfortunate that this process is taking so long time because it is fact that um, this ongoing trial, trial, even without a conviction, it has a restrictive effect on freedom of expression. So I know many young people who have told that they are afraid uh, to express their faith, uh, that uh, they are labeled as uh, Bible-believing Christian and, and about possible consequences. So there, there are <laughs> sides and sides in this process. If you succeed in overcoming these challenges, do you think your case will set a necessary precedent in defense of religious freedom? Or, like before, do you think that the opponents of Christianity and of your views will simply try again? I certainly hope that uh, no one else will be subject to similar accusations in the future. And that's why I'm trying very hard <laughs> to defend myself. And meanwhile, I encourage everyone to exercise their freedoms, freedom of speech and religion as the best way to prevent the self-censorship that silences open debate. Because I think that the more we are silent about these controversial issues, uh, for example, about these LGBT issues, uh, the narrower becomes uh, the space for these freedoms. I have calm mind when I'm thinking about the forthcoming hearing in August, and I'm delighted with the district court's decision. It gives a good uh, basis for the next step. From my point of view, a victory in the district court would have been quite sufficient. But um, uh, the acquittals of the higher courts, the appellate court or even uh, Supreme Court, they would have a broader significance. The continuation of the case will allow uh, for a preliminary ruling of 
on, on freedom of expression and religion, even from the Supreme Court of Finland. And, and this would serve as a legal guide for any possible similar charges in the years to come. So I, I think that it is possible that I'm not the only one <laughs> who is going to this kind of kind of process. Most importantly, I trust that when God re- ha- has raised and raises his people to pray for Finland and, and for this case at such time, as such a time as this, I believe that he has some good pl- plan in his mind. So I, I trust this process in God's hands. Where can people follow the outcome of your case? The next step is, as I said, it is in August. So there are several months still to have some preparations before it. But, but of course, I, I will give press releases after, after the case. And I know that uh, the Finnish media and also many foreign medias are following th- the case. So, uh, for example, when we had a district court session, uh, there there were a lot of media following the proceeding of, of the case. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to explain all of this to us. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that was my conversation with Finnish parliamentarian, former Minister of the Interior, and persecuted Christian Pavi Rasanen. Thank you so much for listening. Again, she will be speaking soon in Canada, and you can go to freedomsummit.ca if you want to hear her speak at that conference. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast to hear more conversations like this, you can head on over to lifesightnews.com, click on the podcast tab, and there you can subscribe to future shows and take a look at some of the past shows we've had. I think you'll find some of them interesting. Thank you so much for giving us your time this week, and we hope you'll join us again next week.